Hello, greetings to all SME banking friends. My name is Lucas and you're listening to the second episode of SME Banking Podcast series with global SME visionary bankers. These sessions are brought to you by FMA and MasterCard. Today, I would like to introduce you to our second guest and also a nominee for 2020 SME Banker of the Year Award. Debarun Roy Chowdhury, Senior Vice President and Group Head of BeSmart at United Overseas Bank. Roy, welcome. We are happy to have you with us. Thank you so much, Lucas. It's an honor and pleasure to join the session. Welcome once again. Let's do a short introduction so all our listeners could have a better overview and better picture of yourself. So as the group had UOBB Smart, Roy spearheads key digital and ecosystem initiatives, building strong value proposition focused on SMEs. Over the last six years in UOB, he has been instrumental in driving innovative solutions in areas such as crowdfunding, integrated SAS products with banking, as well as running core deposit and transaction products. Roy has over 12 years of banking experience and prior to joining UOB, he has held a variety of roles in retail and SME banking across branch management, marketing, and sales and product management. As a passionate SME specialist, he is committed to innovate with a customer-centric approach, bringing incremental value to SMEs. When he is not at work, he sings in a rock and roll band and enjoy his time playing cricket. So Roy, a rock and roll and a singing career was almost ahead of, of your life. So how come you are not a rock and roll band player for a living? You know, I think uh, my passion would always take me towards music, but I think uh, it's rare to get an opportunity to pursue a successful career in music, uh, and it requires quite a, a significant amount of uh, luck to make it big. But I think I got close enough to being and doing something that I'm passionate about. So I think uh, that's what uh, continues to drive me. Uh, when when you do something that you enjoy and you're passionate about it, it's uh, it's really not uh, considered work, as uh, Mark Twain would uh, say it. And it's wonderful that actually your career brought you directly to banking and to business banking. But how it all started, what led you to become a banker? So it's actually quite uh, ironic, Lucas. Uh, when I was finishing up with business school, I didn't know where I wanted to be, but I knew... I was so convinced that I didn't want to be a, a banker. I was uh, very keen on the marketing side of things, on the advertising side of things. But as destiny would have it, I got an opportunity to be part of the management associate program in another bank in the beginning of my career. And, and the promise was incredible. It was two years of training of rotations in key areas of the bank. And then you get to decide uh, which part of the bank you finally want to work in. And to top it off, the, you actually get paid a salary. So it, it looked like a great option to continue learning, uh, especially in a field as prolific as banking. So I think I would chalk that down to a bit of hard work and, and destiny that got me through. And 13 years uh, down the line, I'm still here in banking very much, being as creative as I can in this space and keeping the fire burning because uh, passion is what drives me to work every day. Mm -hmm. So within the 13 years of your career, what do you think that is the role of SMEs in a global economy? 
Well, the uh, SMEs have always played an extremely uh, critical part in, in any economy. It represents uh, almost globally 90% of all businesses, typically more than 50% of employment worldwide, and the contributions to GDP uh, can range between 40 to 50%, especially in developing economies, it's even higher. So I think it uh, it's instrumental in driving uh, any country's uh, economy and workforce. And that's why, uh, you know, every every step of success or every bit of help that we can provide the SMEs have a very direct impact on people's lives. Arguably, uh, by 2030, there would be 600 million jobs that uh, that need to be filled. And I think seven out of every 10 jobs will be created by SMEs. So it's uh, it's a hugely important and critical aspect of our world today. So in the course of your career, what have you seen change in terms of demand or needs of SME client? Or let's put it this way. What does an SME client need in 2020 that wasn't needed 20 years ago? Look, I think uh, one of the remarkable aspects of the world uh, as it has evolved over the last two decades, I think, is uh, it's almost become borderless, right? The world is borderless with the advent of the internet. Information is easily uh, available. uh, And this offers both opportunities and and threats in a way. In the past, the competition for for SMEs would largely be in a fairly close-knit neighborhood or at the most your city or if you stretch your imagination, your country. But uh, with the internet now, SMEs face competition on a global scale. Now, having said that, uh, it also provides opportunities on a global scale where your customers would only be people who would actually walk to you or reach reach out to you physically. And now with e-commerce, you you can reach out to an international market. So I think uh, the advent of the internet and and uh, borderless solutions are providing an extremely interesting space and time for for SMEs today. Mm-hmm. When it comes to a major trend that is going on in the SME world. What would it be that you would define that people are not talking about enough? Because there are you know, many fancy words, many buzzwords that people are repeating. But what would be the trend that uh, people are not talking about enough when it comes to SME? So, so you're absolutely right. I think the world is fraught with a lot of buzzwords. And I think digitalization or digital tools, etc. are becoming uh, common lingo and and often overstated. But I think one key area that we often tend to uh, not talk too much about is actually the key assets for for any company, big or small, especially for SMEs, is the human assets, right? While while SMEs can progress with uh, efficiency tools and digital tools and scale business size and markets, the truth is the the heart of the business is still your employees and your people. And I think often there are a lot of challenges for SMEs to attract the best quality talent. And uh, more importantly, after you, even if you've managed to attract them, how do you keep them? So while there's a lot of uh, time and glory given to digitalization and tools and, and e-commerce and payments, I think uh, we often miss out the most critical aspect of success, and that's typically driven by by people. 
And I'm glad that you especially mentioned the human capital or the people around, because the next couple of questions are dedicated a bit to the leadership way of how you can manage your people in your institution to deliver the best possible results for your SME clients. So what do you do at UOB to put SME banking among top priorities? So Nia, I, I find myself very fortunate to be in, a, in an organization where SME is really at the heart of things. UOB has been a core SME bank for as long as we've been around. It was one of the first segments that we we focused on. And till today, it remains uh, remains one of our core segments, both in terms of customer volume as well as uh, revenues. Uh, I think the key part of it is that when we look at SMEs, we focus, we look at it from a need-based approach. Uh, and over the years, we've tried to keep products while the products are important, but we focus on solutions and uh, solutions to pain points, solutions to needs that we have. So right from the very top, all the way down to to the frontline and, and on the ground efforts, SME banking and helping SME customers remain a, a critical focus for, for my organization. Is there any secret recipe in uh, being a leader of, of the team or what have you found to be particularly effective in leading your SME banking team? Well, there are no secrets, but I think what has worked for us is is to make sure that we keep customers at the center of it all. So whether it's in the center of ideation, solution creation, solution delivery, we always make sure that uh, that our customers are at the center of it and our people are passionate about it. So, you know, when my team realizes that every effort they make or every when they come into work and whatever they do has a very direct impact on, on SMEs and SMEs are such a huge part of, uh, of the global economy. It keeps them extremely uh, motivated to make sure they come in and do a great job. So I think keeping a cross-functional unit and a unit of people, of bankers, as well as tech people, the great part about the Bismarck job family is that uh, we're almost uh, 50% bankers and 50% non-bankers. Uh, it kind of breeds this unique hybrid uh, talent that will be equipped to support the needs of SMEs as we go along this journey. Mm -hmm. When it comes directly to you as a leadership personality, what are your top of mind concerns? What keeps you up at night, professionally speaking? Well, literally, you know what, Lucas, uh, Netflix keeps me up at night. You know, I know that sounds funny. But the truth behind that is that, you know, when you're in a in an in such an interesting and such a new greenfield area and you start uh, making a difference to the community, to the segment of businesses that you're you're helping, what you want to do is, uh, you know, it's a mark of success when there is an Amazon or a Netflix documentary created on what you do. But jokes apart, I think what keeps me up is how do we make sure that we are in line always with what the SME's true pain points are, how are we always solving real problems for them, and how do we make sure we scale rapidly with the changing needs of our SMEs. And if we can keep doing that, and if we can keep adding real value, I think uh, we'll be well on our way to achieving what we've, we've set out to. Fantastic. Let's let's touch right now a bit business side of your bank and especially of your institution, UOBB Smart. 
So are there any secret recipe or a secret approach that makes you and your bank ahead of the competition? I think uh, a couple of uh, points over there. I think the most important part for us that has kept us uh, ahead is uh, always making sure that we are very closely in touch with our customers and in touch with what their needs are, uh, whether it's banking or it's beyond banking. And I think the advent of Bismart really started when we realized that for us to remain relevant as an SME bank, what we need to do is solve real pain points and have real solutions rather than just typical banking products. Because banking products, uh, after some time, was not uh, really differentiated. And that that's where we have this whole approach towards going beyond banking. And at the heart of it is really knowing uh, what our customers want. And when they see that you are actually providing them solutions to pain points that others are not thinking of, and you're so closely in touch with them, that's when they continue to work with us and support us and bank with us. So I think that's critical. And we pay a lot of close attention to developing our people in line with making sure that they are always thinking customer first, right? If you keep your people happy, they keep your customers happy. And of course, uh, if your customer's happy, you're profitable, right? Uh, it, it's a pretty simple yet deep philosophy that we have. Of course. Now, being a bit more specific, if you briefly describe what would be the top three achievements or projects delivered by your bank for SME customers? So I think, well, there is so much that happens, but I think if I had to boil it down to three, I would say that our initial strategy to really go beyond banking and integrate banking to business solution offerings, I think that was critical. That differentiated us not only in the region, but globally. So I think that was useful. We also were quite early in the area of crowdfunding, where we partnered with arguably the most creative and largest equity crowdfunding platform in the world from Israel. And that's, I thought that was quite, uh, these two have all been very close to my heart. And the third one would essentially be focusing on regional expansion and connectivity. You see, for SMEs, what they need the most is to help them through finding new markets and providing them the necessary support for expansion. So I think these three are extremely core and key aspects that I've found over the years to be quite effective for our customers. What would be the most significant business case that you have applied in a bank and have learned the most out of it? So it could be both positively, negatively, you know, what were the, the key outcomes, the key learnings? So I think uh, one of the key learnings in my area over the last two to three years was, uh, you know, while we all get extremely uh, enamored by the digital world, uh, what we realized is that for customers to effectively reap benefits from digital solutions, they really need to get down into the brick and mortar aspects of it as well. So people uh, need to be extremely well trained. They need to buy in to what they do. So from a business case perspective, what we realized is it's not just enough to have a great set of solutions that works well with banking. It is equally or if not more important for us to have the kind of human assets that actually go in and engage the customer deeply to make sure that they really are using it and I have, have gone through the entire learning journey to reap the most of the benefits. So every time 
whether we build a new enhancement or we look at a new solution, we always make sure we, we keep it very close to ourselves uh, and make sure that our customers get all the support, not just at the start, but all through the journey to make sure that they are maximizing the usage of it. And when they do that, so we see it and we monitor this regularly, we've seen those customers that are deeply invested uh, into it, uh, they also end up banking with us a lot more. And the utilization of uh, both banking and beyond banking services are much higher for more engaged customers. And that is, to me, the most important business case and lesson that we've learned. And we learned it through not just hypothesizing and desktop research. We learned it the hard way by going down into the network, into the trenches and actually working with our customers. So let's touch the fun part a bit after all the serious questions that we've done. Roy, we call this part a quick fire interview or one word responses. Now, if you were to choose one of the following based on any criteria you have in mind, anything, what would it be? Are you ready for this? Oh, yes. Let's go. Good. So bank as a business partner or bank as a financial partner? I would like to think uh, bank as a business partner is more impactful. So I'd go for that. Yeah. Italian coffee versus English tea? That's a great question. Uh, I, I'm a coffee guy, so I'd go for Italian coffee. Yeah. And last but not least, uh, would it be sport or movie for you? Ah, it's got to be sport. Got to be uh, <laughs> involved in the action rather than just watching it. Cool. So um, we are all done as well with this section. Now, when we come to the last part of the whole discussion or interview, what would be your life motto or purpose that keeps you driving and keeps you wake up every day from a bed? So I think for me, a couple of things, and this may have come out in the conversation uh, in the past as well. I think to me, it's very critical that I wake up every morning feeling like I'm adding value and doing something that I'm happy to do. Why that's important is because if you are passionate about something and, and you enjoy it, you naturally bring out the best in yourself and that embodies in the impact you have on your team, on your people, on your stakeholders and, and down to your customers. So I think it's very critical that I enjoy what I do and I am passionate about what, what I do. And I only enjoy and I'm passionate about things that make a deep impact to the community, to the world. And that is why I enjoy being in the SME ecosystem. And I think it's important that we realize that we can't win this alone and we have to be part of the entire ecosystem. We have to bring the ecosystem together to help our customers and be there for our customers. And that's what energizes me to get up and do what I do every day. And hopefully, if we can keep doing it in, in, in about 12 months' time, Lucas, I'm going to send you a link to the Bismarck Netflix documentary. And hopefully that's where we will make sure that the impact goes on, the effects go on, and it becomes truly a differentiating business model, not only for the organization, but also most importantly, keeps customers going. Wow, that sounds exciting, especially, you know, with the Netflix documentary that you are planning to have on UOB, Bismarck. Thank you so much, Roy, once again. Uh, it's been a huge pleasure to have you with us. So just to repeat, we had an interview today with Debarun Roy Chowdhury, who is a senior vice president and group head of Be Smart at UOB 
overseas bank in Singapore. Roy, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lucas. Thank you for the opportunity and, and I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Wonderful. So it's been a huge pleasure, as I already mentioned, to get to know you, your role at UOB's bank afford in, in the SME banking space. And as mentioned in the very beginning, this has been our second episode and our second nominee for FMA MasterCard SME Banker of the Year Award, which will be presented as part of our World SME Banking 2020. Thank you all for listening to us today, and I hope that we were able to bring you once again a bit of inspiration, insights, and fun. Wishing you all a wonderful day, and stay tuned for our next episode.